Ole Miss, you said, could be a national title contender. Suddenly, they have guys that have committed to them in the transfer portal that can that are going elsewhere. Now, you lose a player like McDonald and Barron. Those are SEC players. Those are starters, right? But at the same time, I think you lose some integrity because Lane Kiffin has gone out and promised these guys and bragged about it on Twitter that you can come to Ole Miss. And we know on the front end that he had monetary issues in the NIL because he's complained about it openly. He's asked boosters for more money. So we know he's short on cash, Caleb. Yet he goes out, and I'm thinking to myself during all this, where is Lane getting more money? Is there one magic booster that said, uh, hey, I've got this – uh, I, I've got these convenience stores and I want to start giving a lot more money to NIL. Maybe there's not. Maybe Lane just made a bunch of promises he can't keep. And if that's the case, it's going to hurt you next year, the year after, and the year after, and it could implode, great word, or undermine Ole Miss's program completely. Yeah, I think Lane Kiffin tried to force the booster's hands. I'm going to be honest. I think that's what he's oh, trying to do. That is an incredible theory okay so you you're saying he went out and he promised this money and then he went back to the boosters and he said look what i put together and if you want to win a championship you better write the check and then they say wait a second have you ever run a business unfortunately i have um but have you ever run a business i've got x allocated for marketing dollars Tyler Barron ain't in X. It's not in that department. That's a very no. interesting theory. Forced yeah, that's my theory. theory. Because here's what can you please it's write a call. Can you please write that is tailor made for a Caleb Calhoun call? <laughs> oh, I probably could. You're right. Because here's where I can okay, you know where I started thinking about this? So who saw this week? Because people believe that Jim Harbaugh is now interviewing with NFL. There's two rumors going around right now. Jim Harbaugh, people think he's gone. Others think he's doing all these interviews because he wants to negotiate a higher contract for Michigan and wants to make sure that he has a clause that he can't be fired for all those violations. Yeah, that's actually something he wants in his contract at Michigan. <laughs> um, but the reason I bring that up is the Chargers tweeted out two days ago. They tweeted out, quote, we've yes, we've interviewed Jim Harbaugh. They were trying to force Jim Harbaugh's hand. You know that, Dave. I know that, right? They were trying to force Jim Harbaugh to commit to them because they wanted to make the same way, by the way, but you were bringing him up. Mal Moore went public saying we had Rich Rodriguez as an offer. Remember that in 2006? Yep, I do. And then he had egg on the face when Rich Rodriguez was like, I'm not playing your game. I'm staying at West Virginia. Um, I think that's what Lane's doing with Ole Miss. He's promising them these things and thinking the boosters will just cave later and go ahead and pay up and so I, I think that's where he's going and lane's not beyond doing that this is a guy that has i mean whatever you think it not only did he not recruit character at tennessee in 2009 he broke a lot of promises to quite a few players at tennessee during that time too i mean he did oh yeah he told them how awesome tennessee was and then he tried to get them to go to la there's not two mm -hmm. more different places in the world i mean None. <laughs> that's just a None. fact uh, Travis says that is 100% down Lane's alley or Lane's lane. I, I would agree with that. But here's if you're Lane Kiffin, though, and, and he's getting older. He's my age. So I think he's 48. Um, you, you could play that Tennessee card that he played, leaving Tennessee after one year, because you're super young, right? 
Right. You're running out of cards. If you burn bridges at Ole Miss and other schools see that, you can't just up and leave for a similar job. You're, you're going to burn the ultimate bridge. And I think he's trying to load up for one more year to get the Florida job, personally. But what's Florida going to say, who has their own NIL issues, if Lane Kiffin has burned a bunch of NIL bridges in Oxford? They're not going to want to hire him. No, you're right. It's it's one of those things where it's like it's like running a Ponzi scheme, isn't it? You keep moving things around to stay afloat, and, but eventually it's all going to crash down. Eventually it's all going to crash down. I mean, my example is, I know you bring up yeah. Bernie Madoff. I'll bring... <laughs> Caleb's throwing heat today. It's like, uh, I, I, we all know the Bernie Madoff story, but the guy who managed the Fed, Alan Greenspan, from the 80s and the 90s, there were some market downturns in like 87 and 91 and 2000. And Greenspan kept saying, oh, we just move money here. We just move money here, lower interest rates here, and we're all fine. Well, eventually it all comes crashing down, and it all came crashing down in 2008. And the Go ahead, go ahead. The entire philosophy was a total failure. Lane Kevin has been his coaching career has been somewhat of a Ponzi scheme to this point. Gosh, yeah. Please write that column. SC Scout Guy says <laughs> someone will always take a chance on Joey Freshwater. And I don't mean this as a, as an insult, because I know SC Scout Guy is a South Carolina fan. South Carolina would be the level of program. To me, they're parallel to Ole Miss. Yes, another school like that would, would take a risk, but is a school that realistically can put together a national championship contender each and every year going to take a chance on Joey Freshwater if he implodes at Ole Miss and he's done what Caleb uh, has uh, alleged? No, I don't, I don't think one of the top 15, 20, 25 programs in the nation is going to take a chance on him if he's done some things behind the scenes and don't think for a second, all these athletic directors and coaches don't talk. They'll know. Everybody would know. There's only one school that would consider it because they have been reckless in their hires in the past. And that would be LSU, but they're committed to Brian Kelly. But if Brian Kelly wasn't there, I think LSU would give Lane Kiffin a call because I think LSU has, I mean, have they ever been steered away because of baggage when they made a hire for a coach? Dave? <laughs> LSU. That's true. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. And uh, I want to give SC Scott guy the, the final word on this. Dave, I would put Tennessee on the same level of Ole Miss and South Carolina right now and for the past 20 years or so. I, I would disagree just because of the overall uh, support of the program. I would say Tennessee's on a different level than South Carolina. But I, I don't want to get too 
too caught up in that. Um, I just think that integrity means an awful lot. And there are times that I've heard from people in coaching circles that uh, Lane Kiffin's integrity is absolutely 100% intact because of a recent, um, I say recent, within the past eight years or so, uh, rededication uh, spiritually, and I've been told that on several occasions. And I don't, I don't necessarily doubt that. Um, and I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But if his integrity is lacking in this NIL thing, um, yeah, it's it's not a sin, but it's a good way to destroy your coaching career really quick. And it's a good way to get you run out of Ole Miss if you slip to a six or seven win season, which in his NIL game is in transfer portal game is always possible. It happened to AM. It can happen to any other school that relies on transfers to build a championship program instead of high school football recruiting. Oh, yeah, it definitely can. And here, here's the thing about integrity. We're, Dave and I, are, we're not trying to be, and Dave will be the first, we're not trying to be sanctimonious. We know that most coaches have issues with, and we know all coaches push the limits of integrity, right, Dave? Is that, is that, a, is that fair to say? Like all the elite coaches, every coach pushes the, the limits of integrity, don't they? Yes. So some do it better than others. Like they'll, they'll say, I don't want to know about it, but they kind of know. Right. Right. But there's a, isn't there a difference between pushing the limits of integrity and then just rubbing it in everybody's face that you have no integrity whatsoever. Like that, that, that plays a little different, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Plays, plays a lot different. Definitely. Yeah. It, it's like, yeah, exactly. So Lane Kiffin is kind of has always been one to kind of rub it in your face. Like I got no integrity and what he would do, what a lane defender would do is say, well, okay, but these other coaches skirt the rules. Yes. But Lane Kiffin so openly and brazenly does it and kind of openly and brazenly does things that like he, he owns the fact, like if you watch him on, on, on Twitter, he jokingly owns the fact that he has a thing for younger women. He's made jokes about it on Twitter in the past. That's weird. Like, okay. Bruce Pearl. Yes. He, divorced his wife and went for a much younger woman. You don't see him bragging about him being into younger women though. <laughs> Honestly, you just see him doing it, but Lane Kevin will actually joke about himself doing it. And so I, I feel like he so openly throws it in your face that you almost think, Oh man, that, that would just be even now. Now, again, before I go any further, Urban Meyer threw it in your face that he had no integrity. And I guarantee you, if Urban Meyer wanted a college job tomorrow, some school would call him. Some high-profile school. I, I, uh, I hate to get completely sidetracked, but thank you very much, Travis. I can't put up the picture, but apparently John Gruden is at uh, McGee Tyson Airport, and, <laughs> and Tennessee's not looking for a coach. Uh, but he's look. I can't. I don't know how to show it because there's curse words on the tweet but he is looking at whoever took the picture of him as he's waiting on his plane like he's about to beat them like a minority because we know he doesn't like minorities um <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that rough to say um and is there a way that you you can pull this up without the curse words and while you do that i'll get us i'll get us rolling but I want to retweet it, but I don't retweet curse words, and it's the bad ones. Um, I, I don't know there's any way to do that. 
Sorry. I can put, pull up a picture of him at the airport and good lord, he's got a gut right now. But um <laughs> it's just um, jump on. It's been rough times for John Gruden. Boy, I I sure feel sorry for uh racists. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> um so I, yeah, I was I, in a conversation with somebody recently. Have you ever heard of the shot called a dead Nazi? No. Have you ever heard of that shot? Okay. It's it's like Jägermeister and something else. And the guy said, well, that might be offensive to some people. And I said, yeah, Nazis. <laughs> exactly. Really well, in them. I was I will tell you this. I was um, I was a history major. And in college, we had a drink called Irish Car Bombs on St. Patty's Day. And none of my friends oh, actually knew what. Oh, Lord. Yeah, none, of, not, none of my. You have not had nearly as many Irish Car Bombs as I have, young man. Do you know how offensive that is to people in Northern Ireland in the 70s? I do. Like, I do. and they didn't even get it. And, and and by the way, there's another one called Saki bombing. That's that, look, not debating whether or not the U.S. should have dropped the bombs, but like, like Saki bombing. But yes, it's um. So I get all of that. But I wanted to get to the point just real quickly. I just wanted to stick on lane because I, I we were so sidetracked for a second. But do you think that does Lane? Do you think Lane is so good that? Because I talked about Urban Meyer and I thought about him because he rubbed it in his your face that he had no integrity. He did not care that you knew that he had no integrity. Do you think Lane? So if he could get a job, why couldn't Lane? Or is it that he has so much more cachet Urban Meyer does at this point than Lane does that it doesn't matter because he's won so much? Um, I think Meyer has. I mean, I would take a chance on Meyer before I would Lane. You think he's a better coach, or do you think he yeah. has more integrity? Do you think he has more no. integrity or? I don't yeah, know. I don't either. I mean, deep. Uh, I can verifiably say Urban Meyer cannot. You can't have less integrity than Urban Meyer. Okay, Urban Meyer is almost a Butch Jones sociopath. He's just smart. He's just a good coach. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's just Apex, a good coach. Apex Apparel Group Design Brand Market. You have got to do this for your business. You've got to call Tyler eight six five nine one nine three thousand one. ApexApparelGroup.com. Right below ApexApparelGroup.com. Eight six five nine one nine. 3001 apex apparel group uh for your business still the i think one of the most offensive uh things that was was ever said um was by the yankees uh announcer the play-by-play -play guy at the time where he goes there's another a-bomb by a-rod next up hideki matsui oh oops my god. That oh my god oh my gosh that actually happened. Oh. Hideki Matsui from Japan. Japan. Where oh. only oh. two A-bombs have been dropped. All right. Yeah, let's let's move, move on. Uh, we've had a fun time making fun of uh, Lane, Urban Meyer, uh, and the Yankees broadcaster. So, uh, By the way, we'll, but can we talk about, because we talk Nazis, Ole Miss boosters clearly don't care. Wait, 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 wait. Because we talk Nazis. No, we don't. Uh, Ole Miss boosters clearly don't care about winning because for years they resisted. In the 70s, they fought integration when it would have helped them win. And in the 90s, they fought taking down, you know, seeing the South or ending, seeing the South will rise again at the end of. They were openly like fighting things that were going to be very a big turnoff on a national scale to top talent. They care about that stuff more than they actually do winning. They have a history of that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. 